dear listeners, and welcome to the latest episode of Extra Extra. It's all about whiskey. I'm your host, Jason JY, joined as always by Joshua M. H. Hatton. Hello, Joshua. Is this both the, the latest and the lastest episode of Extra Extra, at least for this season? The latest and the lastest? Is lastest a word? I think it's a word. <laughs> Given that in America you can say funnest. That you can one, do anything in America. That really puts chill down become president my spine. if you wanted to, Jason. Funnest. Yeah. Isn't, that a, isn't, that a, isn't that a riot? Isn't that a tickle? You are correct in your own unique way, Joshua. This <laughs> is the season finale. Uh, season three, I think I'm right in saying. You are correct, yes. <laughs> I don't know why I left the door open. I knew it was the end of season three. Um we are ending season three with a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. And we're actually, as, as we're prone to do in these parts, we're, we're shifting it up here. We're, we're, we're mixing it up at the very last kick of the ball. That's a World Cup reference, Joshua. Uh, oh, I know it. Go Argentina. It is. You said nobody ever. Go France. Come on, man. <laughs> said no one ever. It's Argentina. Argentina. No, we, don't, we don't root for France in this house. We vote Argentina. <laughs> Man, I guarantee you we've got more listeners in France than we have in Argentina. It's all a moot point. This is dropping the Wednesday after the World Cup final. This will go. be decided by the time this goes live. I, anyway. Yeah, anyway. We're not here to talk about the World Cup. We're here to talk about something that you and I have not had a natural conversation about this, mm. this week. Mm-hmm. And this is something we do have regular, normal conversations about at this time of year. So I mentioned a moment ago that we're we're mixing it up. It is, in fact, your turn to bring an article to our Mm -hmm. attention, Joshua Hatton. Mm -hmm. But I I jumped into the queue ahead of you to say, I've got an idea, and you let slip that you hadn't actually looked over what we're going to (laughs) cover. Exactly, which I usually do, and this year you I just sort of lost do. track. Yeah, you absolutely do. Yeah. So what I'm talking about is we are going to close out our year by having a look over the Whiskey Advocate Top Twenty End of Year Whiskey List. Mm-hmm. Yep, something we've been paying attention to for over a decade. Mm-hmm. I, you know. Incomplete Joshua Hatton list. I don't know if we started looking at it in 2008, 2009, 2010, but it's in there, right? It's, it's in there. definitely oh, in doubt, there. Right? It, it, back in the days when it was malt advocate, says right? the Hansel, yeah. Hansel would start dropping the top 20 on the Twitters. Um, he also had his own blog and he would drop them in there and conversation would ensue. So... I'm excited to return to this. Let me get a couple of, of paragraphs of business out of the way. Okay. So this is this is titled About the Whiskey Advocate Top 20. And, and there is no there's no author attached to the list because they pull from their, their year results. Ah, uh, okay. That's so right. here's a couple of paragraphs of business. Each year, Whiskey Advocate Buying Guide reviewers collectively sample hundreds of whiskies. These include rare and extremely limited releases, as well as new and emerging labels that will find their way to shelves across the nation. To determine our top 20, we begin by looking only at whiskies that rated quote-unquote outstanding, which is 90 points or higher on Whiskey Advocate's 100-point hmm. scale. 
However, the top 20 is not simply a collection of our highest rated whiskies, because many of those are so limited they would be impossible for most readers to locate or purchase. Therefore, in addition to quality based on score, our selection also prioritizes value based on price ah, okay. and yep. availability. The second paragraph of business, Joshua, mm -hmm. an important step engaging the true merit of these whiskies is blind tasting review by a panel of international reviewers. The review panel tasted the eligible whiskies in a series of blind tasting flights to arrive at the final list. The panel did not know the identity of the whiskies being tasted not their producer, country of origin, age, nor price. The average rating from the blind tasting panel supersedes the original buying guide rating. So there you go. Hmm. This is the latest and greatest okay. in scorekeeping yeah. from Whiskey Advocate. There you go. Okay. Final sentence in our point of business here. The individual reviewer rating will remain noted in the buying guide for the record. The final decision for placement considers average score, price, and availability. So I will give you the score that these whiskies received in the buying guides. Okay. Um, but it, it'll have its own position in the top 20 based on that blind review by international reviewers. And now, as as we're going through this, are you going to go from twenty to one? How how yep. do you? Okay, cool. Yeah, and we're not we're not going to belabor every every point, but I'm going to give you a little guess along the way. Today's episode will be a tight thirty five <laughs> ish. <clears throat> <clears throat> it's all a tight thirty five. We learned that this year. It's all yep. a tight thirty five. All tight thirty five. And so I will be perfectly honest with you, Joshua. There are bottles on this list I have never seen, I have never heard of, I have certainly never tasted. It's a bit of a wild ride. But starting with something very comfortable in the 20th position okay. is a scotch right. from my home country. And... I haven't tasted it yet. <laughs> okay. Am I am I meant to um, guess? Like what's absolutely? I mean, because yeah, there's no to, clues I'm, there. I'm there's not a no, single I'm, clue I'm, there. No, no. I'm trying to I'm trying to think what kind of information I could give you. There, there are some big clues I could give you, um, but I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the logistics first. I'll give you the hard and fast details. Okay. This received a 93 in the buying guide. Solid score. It is bottled at 46% alcohol. Solid ABV. It can be found on a store shelf for $65. Solid store shelves and prices. It's from a distillery that you and I both like very much. And mm -hmm. it has a place... The family of releases have a place in your top five whiskies that should be in every collection. This this is not that bottle, but it is a cousin of that bottle oh. in your list. In my list of top five whiskies everybody should have. 
and you say it's a it's a family of when you say a family of whiskeys, do you mean like a stable of distilleries within? Oh, it's a f- no. This this distillery itself has a range of releases in their in their standard lineup mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you and I like a lot. Yeah, the one at the very beginning of yeah. that lineup you say should have a place in everybody's collection. So that sounds like it could be Kregeliki 13-year-old. I am right. That okay. is exactly correct. Okay. So this is this is a cousin of Kregeliki 13-year-old. And it's, have you have you seen this bottle around? I earlier this year I sent a link to this bottle to Moscow Jim, yeah. who is a Kregeliki fanatic. Yeah. yeah. And he had not seen this bottle out in the wild. He didn't know it existed. And he has Mm. now made his purchase of this bottle. I mean, it's... If the 13-year-old was the one that opens the door, Mm -hmm. and that one was always... 65-ish dollars. No, 55 even. 55-ish. 50, 55. This one's 65. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they do prime numbers, right? It's it's thirteen, it's seventeen, it's nineteen, and so on. So it's either an NAS, or is there another prime number below below thirteen? I mean, there's there's got to be. Is eleven a prime number? <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. Is an eleven year old Greek Alecky? It's not, but you're really barking up the right tree. I'm, okay. I'm going to guess you you haven't seen this out and about no, in a while either. No, I haven't. This, this one I don't know. So coming in at number 20 on the Whiskey Advocate Top 20 list is the Kregeliki 13-year-old okay. Bass Armagnac Finish. Oh, interesting. And this episode drops during Hanukkah. And so let me wish you a happy Hanukkah, Joshua, and let you right know at you. this is your Hanukkah gift. Jason, ah, oh, what a guy. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, I love that. That, that is excellent. Oh, you got me to blush and everything. Hopefully the listeners so can hear my blush. So there you go. Happy Hanukkah with the uh, Whiskey Advocate 20th placed whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got me one from the top 20. You know it's, it is one of my favorite distilleries of all time. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and I reached out to, to Anthony Levinson immediately. Um, <laughs> Joshua raises the Craig Helge 13 behind him, mm-hmm. always within arm's length. Always, um, I reached always. out to Anthony Levinson immediately. Uh, Anthony is the spirits buyer at Roma in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, have, we have done a, a cast collaboration with Anthony and the, the team at Roma. And he also does a little bit of repping of Craigellicky and Teeling on the side. Oh, that's right. Uh, and Aberfeldy. And I, so, yeah. And Aberfeldy, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I reached out and said, hey, congratulations on that, on that Craigellicky. How many do you have in store? Because I knew it was on his website. Mm. And um, I secured us bottles and I reminded Moscow Jim to get his bottle. And so You're a good purchases man, have been Brown. made. Well done. There you go. All right, so I wanted to belabor that one because I was really building up to the reveal of your Hanukkah present. So, so I will tell you very, very quickly, at number 19, we steer away from scotch, mm-hmm. but we're still in Anthony Levinson territory. So you mentioned teeling, right? So is it, <laughs> is it, it is, an Irish it actually, whiskey? Okay. 
It is, it is. And it made me think of our friends up at Rassi. Um, it's, and I, I don't know if you've seen this one out in the wild, Joshua. Teeling Wonders of Wood, Virgin Chinkapin Oak. There's a joke in there somewhere. I just want to put it out there. Wonders of Wood. Sorry. <laughs> Whew. Got to calm down. Uh, that's interesting. You know, it's, I've been seeing more and more distilleries play around with the chinkapin, like you said, right? Absolutely. Is, yep. Is yep. We're starting to hear it. Rase use as a standard. And then mm-hmm. Glenallachy was using it. And now hearing that um, Teeling mm-hmm. is using it. That's, yep. that's super cool. Yep. So the Teeling Wonders of Wood, Virgin Chinkapin Oak, it scored a 93 in the buying guide. It's bottled at 50% and it's in the United States for $100 a bottle. I have not had a teeling whiskey that I haven't enjoyed. They've always been solid. And this is one of the things I like about the Whiskey Advocate list is that typically the whiskeys they choose just tend to be solid drinkers, right? Which is where we like to live. Well, and that's exactly why I wanted to put out the the two paragraph rules of the game today, right? Mm -hmm. Where it, it is partly price it is partly availability mm-hmm. it is definitely quality mm-hmm. but it's it's quality with those two other aspects in yeah. mind yep. so yeah. cool um so yeah the, the the first three are 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 region hopping around the world here we go from single malt scotch into irish uh, whiskey here into mm-hmm. <laughs> let me just say something from kentucky uh, <laughs> Have you heard of mm-hmm. Hardens Creek, Colonel James B. Beam, two-year-old? No, that's a new one on me. I've, there's so many bourbon brands mm-hmm. that, that we haven't heard of, tasted, had a chance to really pay attention to. Yeah, th- this is new. Okay. Two yeah, years old. It highlights two years old. Right. Scored a 93 mm-hmm. Bottled at 54%, Good retails for $80 a bottle. Do we know anything about it? Is it sourced liquid? Is it their own distillate? Well, I'm going to tell you what Ted Simmons shared in the pages of Whiskey Advocate. Ted is a good guy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. Part of a new limited series from James B. Beam. Mm-hmm. This whiskey was taken off the still at a lower distillation proof, highlighting the flavors formed during fermentation and proving that age isn't everything. The nose has notes of green apple, honeydew and lemon peel, mm-hmm. as well as old fashioned donuts and vanilla birthday cake. Ooh. The palate is green and malty, but in a captivating way with matcha powder and chocolate milkshake. A peppery coffee laden finish rounds out an unconventional drinking experience. That sounds fantastic. And also James Beam. So Jim Beam. So this is a Beam product. Um, I wasn't putting the, the dots together there initially, but the, those tasting notes are an intriguing, intriguing combination of notes for an American whiskey here. So I like that. I will say though, and, I, and, I, and this isn't to speak to quality, but a lot of those words speak to youth, right? There's, there's a lot yes. of the, the, the spirit coming through they are not 
overtaken by the wood. And I'm not saying older is better. I'm not saying it has to be four instead of two. I'm just saying those tasting notes make me think I would be getting a more youthful expression. Which could be kind of nice. You know, we, we've talked about this before. The tannins from oak can sometimes overpower at least my mm -hmm. palate. So it'd be nice to see a little something a bit more spirit forward. So cool. So there you go. And now I know mm -hmm. that as much as you don't know the list, you mm -hmm. do know number 17 because it was part of uh, a wider Impex notice. Yeah, uh, this right. And when I received the notice that this one number 17, it should have prompted me to take a look at the rest of the list. I just ah, who's got time It's a busy time of apparently year. Apparently I don't. Uh, so so number 17 is from Indri, and it is their Trini single malt. Uh, Non-age stated, but the whiskeys are between five and seven years old, and it's ex-bourbon, ex-Bordeaux, ex-PX casks, 46% alcohol. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've decided to pour a little bit. Um, when this, <laughs> just, just really quickly, to tell you the power of this list, you know, we had just brought in, and by we, I mean Impex. So I'm, I'm wearing my Impex hat right now for this story. Understood. Um, Understood. Bought in, brought in hundreds of cases of this and it started going into market. You know, tough time to get new products into Ag market. Agreed, agreed. You know, during October, November, December. But when this award came out, our stock was depleted immediately, like a few hundred <laughs> cases immediately, and then a few hundred cases. Yes, yeah. and and My you know Lord. our our distributors are scrambling because there are you know shops and bars and restaurants heard about it and they want it. It's it's amazing the frenzy that that this that this creates because it's a pretty well respected list, and and not to downplay in the slightest. But that's position 17. That's not number one. That's yeah, not yeah. top three. It's not top five. It's not top 10. That's 17. Yeah. And it had that effect. That is really wild. Yep. That is really something else. So I've, I've poured a little bit of the Trini to, to help along with the, the conversation. Um, <laughs> Not that the conversation you... needs help, Jason. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the last thing you need is uh, alcohol and you to get a wee bit more wordy. Let's leave it at that. We don't need to fight over verbose or erudite. We could just leave it at wordy. Um, I'm actually calling up right now. You and I, you certainly, uh, conducted the interview uh, that had us discussing injury in One Nation Under Whiskey. Yeah, that's right. That was a... That was a driving interview with our, our friend Madhu Khanna, who's just... Oh, no, that wasn't a driving one. I take that back. That yeah, was, was a hotel a, room. A hotel room one. Um, <laughs> we just did a lot of driving. He's a lovely, lovely, lovely guy. And for anybody listening to Extra Extra who'd like to revisit that, season six, episode 14 uh, was the Madhu Khanna, head yeah. of international business, injury single malt. So, yeah, it's... It's really nice to see somebody who was so recently on One Nation Under Whiskey get to celebrate uh, position number 17 on the Whiskey Advocate Top 20 list. 100%. Awesome. Uh, uh, All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go on. 
I was just going to say, you know, we've entry number 20. Is it thanks to us? <laughs> entry it? number 20 celebrates Stephanie McLeod, who we also had 100%. on the podcast last year. So. 100%. Um, okay, so that takes us 20, 19, 18, 17. What's kind of striking for me is I was having a, another quick glance over the list to say, okay, well, I wonder where I'll be pouring my whiskey. It's not going to be in the next four, so <laughs> I right. don't own any of them either. So, so number 16 takes us back to Ireland. Oh, uh, rather, rather large producer in Ireland here, rather well known. Mm. Uh, this is the the twelve year old offering at forty percent uh, ABV. Retails at sixty on mm. the shelf. Score of ninety three in the buying guide. You could literally walk into any store and get your hands on a bottle of this. It it, so, it sounds like a Jameson's product. The other one. <laughs> what is the other one? Is it Redbreast? No. Um, Powers? No, that's that, that's produced by Middleton, right? Oh, you're you're around all the doors here. All the doors begins with a B. A with a what? A B. A B. Oh my God! Why am I having a brain fart? Does the B stand for brain fart? No. <laughs> um, wrong country, my friend. Wrong country. <laughs> oh my gosh! As soon as you mention it, I'm going to say, oh, "Of course it is." First half of the word is bush. Oh, Bushmills, of course it is. Yeah, that's the one. All right. Oh, yeah, is. Bushmills. Yeah, Irish single Bushmills, malt. Bushmills. There you go. 12, 40%. Boom, boom, boom. And then we're, then we're in Tennessee, <laughs> which, which I'm not sure why, because the company itself is not in Tennessee. Um, it must be a sourcing of the liquid. It must be. Okay. And. Um, this became a big, big, big company real fast and then was purchased uh, by uh, venture capitalists. They did a lot of contract distilling. Uh, they did a lot of individual distilling. You could go in and distill to your own mash bill. Oh, uh, um, is it Copper and Castle and Key? Who are the other ones? Not. Oh, man. It's not. It shares an acronym with a, a large uh, government organization in the United Kingdom. <laughs> NHS? Wowger? I <laughs> Love your use of NHS. That would not chef's kiss on that one. Um, oh, you got to put me out of my misery. Oh. It's, it's, where, it's, where, it's where one might get one's news. <laughs> it begins with a B and the first half of the word is not bush <laughs> uh, I guess I shouldn't have started on this injury so quickly um, <laughs> my gosh I really hope it loosens uh, yeah, some things in your brain it's so funny right I mean as soon as we start doing blind anything <laughs> all brain matter just, just goes away I just love the idea of our listeners getting to shout out the answer. <laughs> while we, and, and this goes both ways for you and, and myself, yeah. where we're like, what? Now give me another hint. <laughs> the listeners are like, it's Bardstown Bourbon Company. Jason was referring ah, to the BBC. Bardstown Bourbon Ah, Of course. <laughs> Absolutely, but, of course. But this bottling mm -hmm. is the Bardstown Bourbon Company Collaborative Series Plantation Rum Barrel Finished. 
And and I immediately, when I saw this, thought of plantation rum with the Kilhoman finish that they had done. I've still got a bottle of that sitting right next to me. Right, but what but what they're saying is it's the Bardstown bourbon has gone in in rum, to, in into the plantation rum, right? Oh, okay. So it was that collaboration. Now this scored a ninety three, bottled okay. at fifty two percent, one hundred and sixty dollars on your shelf. Whew, that's uh, what was the ABV again? Uh, fifty two. Is there an age on it? Not that age necessarily matters. It's just that's it's. So it doesn't mm-hmm. lead with it in the title, but in reading a little mm-hmm. paragraph here, this this is from Jeffrey Lindenmuth writing in Whiskey Advocate. Bardstown Bourbon Company has proven itself among the most innovative masters of blending and finishing mm-hmm. with little regard for tradition. This is not as adventurous as some of their experiments, but it is no less successful. This 10-year-old Tennessee bourbon spent 22 months in plantation rum barrels. The result offers savoury herbs balanced with caramel on the nose, flavours of dark chocolate, roasted coffee, and red fruit before a finish with generous baking spices and leather. Wow. That, yeah, that like sounds that, real that, nice. Yeah, that, that sounds real. Hmm. That sounds like a winner, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, coming and going. Okay. Yep. The ones, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a cheap, I'm a cheap bastard. Um, that 160 is is not a thing I'm going to be reaching for, but... If that's your if that's your style, go crazy bananas. I, I would take a pour of it at a at a bar. Oh, for sure, know. for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. okay, there is there is no chance of me giving you any clues for number fourteen, <laughs> none at all. This is blackened rye, the lightning double cask, Madeira and rum finished. Ninety three points in the buying guide. Bottled at forty five percent. $70 on your shelf. Have you had any blackened? And uh, None at all. None at all. Have you? I had some... Oh, er- that's... Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Yeah. It's the Metallica project. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That did not, that did not ah. resonate with me right away. <laughs> so he, here's the thing. So I, I have had a taste of it early on. I... I get things in my head and and I dig in my heels and I've been upset with Metallica since the release of the Black Album. Long-term and, listeners are very <laughs> familiar with this. And and the pour of it that I had, it was great liquid, right? It was just again back to, you know, things being solid drinkers. It was a solid drinker. I just have a tough time with Metallica. These days, and by these days, I mean the past thirty plus years. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll leave it at that. Um, okay, okay. Let yeah, let's let's leave it at that. Did I give you? I gave you the price, right? Seventy dollars on that one. Mm-hmm. And what was the? Was it another ninety three point score? It was. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Ninety three points. Forty five percent alcohol. Seventy dollars. Forty five. Um, okay. Given given the rules of the game that we opened this uh, this endeavor with. Mm-hmm. We have our one and only Japanese whiskey in the 13th position. If you were to imagine a Japanese whiskey that Mm. is 
available. <laughs> I was going to say affordable and I just opened the price. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I will not say that. Um, if you were to think of a Japanese whiskey that you see in a lot of shelves, anything come to mind? It's not It's not a name I would naturally come to, but as soon as I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, okay. Just really quickly, um, I'm assuming it's not single malt. So I'm assuming it is, but that doesn't make me right. <laughs> Okay, so it's it's one that you're not very familiar with, right? I don't I don't buy Japanese whiskey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you give me just a few more hints? Well, I'm actually I'm on the the description page. I'll, hmm. you know, in the interest of fairness, I will tell you David Fleming uh, has written this. The conventional understanding of Blanc's two distilleries is that Blanc whiskies are smoky while Blanc expressions are light and fruity. Okay, so it's... It... <laughs> and it's the second Blanc that we're looking for. So, so one is the ownership, then the second Blanc was one distillery, and then the, the third Blanc was the other distillery. And it's that distillery that we're talking about in position number 13. Is it, see, I know you know Hakushu. Absolutely. So, uh, And I'm more familiar with the first name distillery here than I am with this second one. Right. So you're thinking, so this has to be Miyagikyo. Hmm. Yep. Well done, yeah, Joshua yeah, Hatton. Yeah. Okay. So, so I like it's how a you Mika used my, yeah. my intellectual gaps to get to the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> so right. yeah, the sentence is the conventional understanding of Nika's two distilleries yeah. is that Yoichi whiskies are smoky, while Miyagiko expressions are light and fruity. Mm-hmm. There you go. And it says here Nika disrupts that thinking in a marriage of peat smoke with all that Miyagiko has to offer. Oh, interesting. This is Miyagiko. Peated. Miyagikyo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Peated. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That's <laughs> you know it. Since the Japanese boom, I haven't really paid attention to Yamazaki, Hakushu, Yuichi. Yeah, absolutely. It's, absolutely. It's it's all silly money for just. Good whiskey. Like, it's good whiskey, but mm-hmm. it, it's never equal to that price, ever. So if so, if you were to guess the price point for this 94-rated, mm-hmm. 48% mm-hmm. non-age-stated, mm-hmm. peated Japanese single malt, what would you say? $220. I, that's actually a... You've, you've impressed me this day, Joshua. It's not right, but you are in the ballpark. You missed it by $50, $55. Should I have gone north or south? North. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. 270 275 275 There you go. There you go. Okay. So there you go. The only Japanese whiskey on this list, and it's coming in at 275 Oof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but, but you've really spoken to it and really why we're kind of spending time 
going through the list is you've really spoken to a category that we've kind of given up on, right? Don't really pay attention to it. Don't keep an eye on availability. Don't keep an eye on pricing. Hey, if you like Japanese whiskey, it's great, 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 great liquid. I'm I'm not spending that money on it. And and the fact of the matter is there's there's other doorways into Japanese whiskey through through Koji whiskey or through some right. of the pure malts right. or right. you know I would argue that Nika from the barrel remains at least in today's money a a, a solid price now granted you know there's rumors of Ben Nevis being blended into there and so on but it doesn't it's it's still a great drinker being produced, blended, all that in Japan. So, you know, there are areas for people to find an entry into that, but you start hitting brick walls and doors with very expensive padlocks real quick. Well, and and I think to your point about the Koji whiskey, and you talk about the power of this list, previously, Oishi and Fukano have been on this list. They have, yep. And you can pick them up, depending on the on the release, you know, for under a hundred dollars. Oh yeah. And yeah. great, great whiskey going into those bottles. So I I, I think there are other places to spend your money if Agreed. if you want the yep. Japanese experience. Um, I'm going to belabor uh, whiskey number 12, and then we're going to skip on a, a couple of quick ones. But I want to belabor number 12 because we are returning to scotch. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we've gone from the 20th position to the 12th position. Okay. And we have a scotch. And I think I could give you 100 guesses at this distillery, and you would not get it. And I'm hoping telling you that makes you invert your list so you're quicker to guess what it could be. Well, let me ask you this. Would I potentially not get it because it's a distillery I tend to avoid? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Right. So So it sounds like there's a chance chance and I have to say this as a caveat because Michael Jackson has always said you know you always want to say good things this distillery's profile has just never sat with my palate is it a Jura no okay wouldn't that be amazing it really would be amazing like be amazing if it was a Jura no (laughs) it's not you're in the right vicinity I, I, I It doesn't fall into the Jura category um, of avoidance. It's much more what it puts out. I just don't think rings our bells. Because it's of price softer, point? Oh, it's lower ABVs. Oh. Uh, the ABV on this offering is 43%, non-age statement. Is it the Dalmore? <laughs> it's not, but one of the guesses I was going to give you is, or one of the hints I was going to give you is, Cigar malt is in the title. Ah, right. And that would have been perfect. Oh, who else had a cigar <laughs> malt? Oh, jeepers. And if I tell you it begins with a T, I can force you into making a wrong guess. Is there a Telebarden cigar malt? <laughs> it's not. It's not. You're, <laughs> you're absolutely on the right path, though. It's, it's the other T. There's a few more T's. Is there a Tomatin cigar malt? No, because no, no, I like Tomatin. No. Yep. And I like Tullibarden. I just don't drink a lot of it. Um, and, and again, I'm, I'm not saying you don't like the whiskey from this distillery. I'm just saying it, it doesn't really ring a bell, right? It's not, it's not a thing you go in search of. 
Hmm. What are my other T's? There's Tormor, but I like Tormor. There's Talisker, but I like Talisker. There's Toraveg, but I like Toraveg. Or I or I reach it. There's Temnavulan. Is it Temnavulan? Uh, nope. <laughs> I'll be honest, when we started this, I didn't think there were this many T's. <laughs> and I think there's literally one, there's actually literally two you haven't mentioned. And I thought I could force your hand. Um, well, there's T and Nenech, but there's no uh, bottling. <laughs> I hadn't included them in my head either. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Uh, huh. Tam do, but I like Tam do. That, that was that was one of my okay. Tamers. Okay, good. Don't don't don't, don't Tam do have a cigar malt? I don't know if they have a cigar malt, but I would argue like everything sherry, right? Heavy so sherry, like, right? Come on, I know the heavy sherry's there. Um, okay, there's one more tea left, Joshua. One more tea. <laughs> oh, Jason. I, I am I am I'm at a I gotta look at my shelves see if I have a You don't. I don't I don't. <laughs> but it sounds like it sounds like Tom is in something though. Tom is in something. <laughs> I I don't know. I already said Tomatin and you said no. It sounds like Tom is in something. Well Thomason sounds like Tomatin and, and I get that's not it. So why am I having a Tom is in something? What if he was in a towel? Tom and towel. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And I do have, I have a Tom and towel from Exclusive Malts. Brilliant, brilliant whiskey. Brilliant whiskey. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so a Tom and But they're standard line, right? Their standard yeah. line yeah. doesn't tend to ring our bell, tends to be lower ABV. It's a, it's a pretty soft and gentle uh, Scotch single malt. Yeah. But so here we go. So yeah. number twelve, Tom and Tell Cigar Malt Oloroso Sherry Cask Finish, ninety four points, forty three percent alcohol, one hundred and thirty dollars. And because sherry is expensive, and buying sherry wood mm. costs a lot of money. So and it does. Bur- wow, bourbon wood. Bourbon wood's getting there. All right, let's 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 sprint through some of these. I really, man, that Tom and Tal, that was excellent. Okay, number eleven, <laughs> Sweetens Cove, Tennessee toasted sugar maple wood finished, ninety three points, fifty five point three five percent, sixty dollars combination of Kentucky and Tennessee whiskey. Number ten, yeah, Nelson yeah. Brothers Reserve, ninety three points, fifty three point nine percent, sixty dollars. Combination of Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee whiskeys. What is it, Nelson Brothers? Nelson as, Brothers, as in yeah. the, the musicians from the 90s? Uh, Ricky in, Nelson's um, kids? Fo- um. <laughs> what was that big song Nelson had? Do you remember? Remember I, remember I bought uh, you the Nelson says Brothers? The Greenbrier stuff. Yeah. Right. That Greenbrier right. is nice so liquid. The, the, the branding has changed. The name has changed. Isn't it owned by Constellation? Could be. Could be, but I, I really liked that Greenbrier stuff. Again, right? back to the idea of a solid drinker. Solid which, drinker. Which amazingly was 45.5% and cost $27. Yes, please and thank you. <laughs> Bought it in the last year. 
uh, from uh, from Jack Rose Diamond Salon from there their little go. their little in house store. Okay. Um, all right. Well, since <laughs> since I'm looking over this list, I'm gonna pour some Nelson Brothers <laughs> since. That's Since I have it in my hand, yeah. I pulled it out to show you. Gosh, those two sentences, <laughs> two sentences went very wrong very quickly. Hey, look at this. Uh, easy. Go easy. What's amazing is in this recording, my recording equipment has stopped dead on 35 minutes. Like, just boom. Just so beautiful. Like, every every minute that we're engaging in right now oh, remains yeah. 35 minutes. Yeah, this is beautiful. This is pretty amazing. Um, well, here, here's to here, here's a cheers. Did you find it? I didn't. Hold on. A few moments later, with your Nelson Brothers in your hand, yes, sir. I am a cheersing to a successful season three, yeah, and yeah. and looking forward to a few new developments in season four. Oh, I'm looking forward to the season four developments. Cheers to that. Hmm. You know what mm. I noticed about this Greenbrier bottling? Yeah. Because you'd mentioned it before, 45.5% alcohol. Yeah. Nowhere on the label does it mention proof. It's just the alcohol. <laughs> I love that, Jason. <laughs> and now, now I'm trying to look at the picture of the new livery to see oh, if yeah. they've got proof on it. It doesn't say alcohol, it only says proof. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving into number nine, Joshua, we mm-hmm. do make a return to Scotland. <laughs> Listeners who are listening closely will uh, will be picking up a trend on where I really stop uh, to discuss the bottlings. <laughs> There's a Scottish bottling. Slow time down. <laughs> but but here's, here's the amazing thing I'm going to say to you. This is the number nine spot and it's the last Scotch single malt on the list. Is it the last malt whiskey on the list though? Uh, no. Good. Okay, no, it cool. is not. Cool, cool, cool. I like hearing no, that. No, okay. it is not. So, if you if you could pick, mm. and it has to be a twenty twenty three release. Mm. If you twenty twenty two release, you are exactly <laughs> correct. I have if already I can, checked out of this year. If I can move <laughs> forward in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you were if you were looking over a, a twenty twenty two, and I'll give you a clue here, a, a peated Scotch single malt release, mm. widely available. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Because it's the only one on this list. What do you think it might be? And if you even just want to take a stab at a distillery, I'd be okay with that as well. Uh, well. I mean, my gut tells me that it would be the the Lagavulin Offerman bottling, right? It's got to be, right? That's exactly what I would think, and it is not. No, that can't be right. Right? Really? Right? The Offerman is not on this list. That's interesting. Everyone you speak to, everyone is like, oh, that's good Lagavulin. Yep. 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 This this came in at 94 points. Is it Isla? This is an Isla yep. distillery. Okay. Is it the Ardbeg 8-year-old? No, because that was 2021 release, wasn't it? It was also for discussion. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's no standard Ardbeg 8. Oh, this be- that. okay. Yep, thank you. Okay. But I tell you, if they'd put Wee Beastie on here, didn't get released in 2022, but that would be another good addition. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, without a doubt. So, newly released in 2022, an Isla distillery that is peated. Oof. Wow, isn't that interesting? Like, I I really pay attention to Kilhoman. E- even if I didn't have mm-hmm. an Impacts hat on, I would be paying mm-hmm. attention to Kilhoman. I really Same. pay attention to Lagavulin. And I, it, it's obvious this is, you know, that's where I'm, I'm less keen on the other ones. Not because I don't love them, just I'm paying less attention. Um, well, let, let me do this for you, Josh. Okay. Let me do this. I'm going to lean on David Savona writing for Whiskey Advocate okay. here. Okay. Uh, and David writes, this expression, now in its eighth edition... Hmm. <laughs> I wish, I wish <laughs> listeners could see your eyes right now. It's like a beautiful mind in here. Yeah, it's that confused math look. Like, mm, mm. <laughs> Showcases blanks commitment. This might give the game away to Isla Terroir. You just talked about Colhoman coming into this, and we yeah. know their commitment to Isla Terroir, and we think of someone else having commitment to yeah, Isla Terroir. Right. So, so we're living in Brooklady land. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Did I already give you the age on this? You you didn't give me an age, just that this is the eighth iteration. You're right, the eighth edition. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to go on and say it's an eight-year-old in a world of double-digit age-stated scotch. But you'll never accuse this delightful whiskey of being too young. Sweet biscuity aromas along with ripe peaches and pears mm. lead to a creamy palette of lemon cake, candied orange, mm. nougat, mm. and vanilla. All balanced by the wood influence and hints of salinity. Water brings out sweet nectar and honey. The finish is graceful, long, and lively, making this a truly memorable dram. Those notes speak to the distillery that you just threw out uh, after the first sentence. Those notes speak to Brooklady. They, they do, right? But if it's Brooklady, there wasn't a mention of smoke or peat. So it's Brooklady, so it's unpeated, I'm assuming unpeated, or if there's peat, the peat really wasn't mentioned. Um, I love all those tasting notes. It's, all right, it's an eight-year-old whiskey that in its eighth release, (laughs) and it's a Brooklady. When they talk about terroir, it's usually the it's usually the Isla Barley, right? They're highlighting the Isla Good Barley. Good job. Good job. You parsed that out expertly. So, so this is the Brooklady eight-year-old Isla Barley 2013 distillate. Right. And so that's that's the part that confused me a little bit because usually what's highlighted is that vintage that you talked about. Right, so, right. Okay. So 94 points, 50% alcohol, should be able to find it for somewhere yep. around $75. You're right in what you said, and, and I do want to have a make a larger comment about this list, which is it's the only Isla on the list, and either it's not peated, or it's very lightly peated, or it's peated with Highland peat, right? It's, it's a different kind of beast. It leaves mm-hmm. the peated in a... And again, I think the only the only real peated on the list then comes from Japan. You know, yeah, there's right. only three scotchies on here. It's a, it's an interesting whiskey world represented in this top twenty list. Um, and and you know what? Just really quickly, if we yeah. if we did take um, 
a page from Cher's book and turned back time, back Absolutely. to our 2008, 2009, um, you know, not discovery of this list, but, you know, just starting to pay attention to it. Oh, yeah. I, I would argue that we would probably find more Scotch whiskeys on that list. And I don't think that we're seeing fewer Scotch whiskeys on here because the quality has gone down. Rather, how many countries have you just mentioned, right, that really weren't whiskey-producing countries or at least well-known whiskey-producing countries until more recent times? So it's the the playing field is just widened. Right, which I think takes us perfectly into position number eight, Limavady. Is it Limavady, Limavady? Single barrel. Mm Mm-hmm. From Ireland. Oh, it's so one of those new distilleries, huh? Right. 46%er at $50. It got a 94. You, you want to talk about the power of this list? Limavadi or Limavadi just, they just landed. And wow. with a single barrel at that. Yeah. Single barrel 0039. So that, at home has a, has a bottle on their shelf. Kind of interesting though, right? Because right. it's, they talk about availability and you're not right. very available. Right. Right. You think okay. Limavedi single barrel zero zero three nine sold out the day this list went live? <laughs> uh huh. Many times over, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, here's one for you. Number seven, Blue Note Juke Joint Uncut, ninety two points fifty eight point six five forty five percent Kentucky liquid. Forty five dollars Kentucky liquid. So he, so a few things here. Uh, Blue Note is is a bottling or a brand that I've seen popping up here, there, and everywhere. Many, many a crotch shot on Facebook with the Blue Notes. Haven't had it. I've only heard good things. But let me ask you something. Did you just say it's 92 points? Yeah. How are we going down in points but up in ranking? Because remember, that was part of the business we opened with. That's the original buying guide, but when they tasted it blind and they organized it for the uh, top 20, yeah. this is this came into that number seven position in a blind review. So score aside, within the context of these whiskeys, it exactly. got... Remember, them, yeah. Yeah, remember the, the phrase, uh, the, the average rating from the blind tasting panel supersedes... The original buying guide yep, rating. Thank you. Good reminder. Okay, cool. So there you go. So number number seven uh, from Blue Note managed to jump up. Then we're into another Irish. Wow. <laughs> which <That was> possible. <laughs> Irish listeners, we're Celtic cousins. You know I love you. Uh, number six position, Middleton gets a mention mm. this time. Mm-hmm. Middleton, very rare from 2022. Mm-hmm. 94 points, 40% alcohol. $200 a bottle. Yeah. A composition of carefully selected stocks of single pot still and single grain whiskies aged between 12 and 33 years. That comes from Johnny McCormick, right? whiskey advocate. Right. So I'm sure the, the, the flavor range is really wide there. Like, some of these Irish whiskeys, when they get into their late 20s, early 30s, they turn into these like tropical fruit basket whiskeys. I'm just 40%. It puts me on edge a little bit. It would have been nice, 43, 46, but, right. but they know what they're doing. People still right. love them. Who am right. I to say? Right? 
<sighs> Number five gives us our, our only American single malt whiskey in the top 20. Is it from a producer that, that we've worked with? Kind of. So it's westward. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're working with them. <laughs> and have selected a couple casks for 2023 release. Am I correct? Westward cask strength, 94.62.5% alcohol, $100 a bottle. And out of Oregon, for, for those who are not working with yeah. Westward currently, uh, yeah, they're out of Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, I've, I have developed a bit of a Westward fetish. I am absolutely head over heels in love with their spirit and their whiskeys. It's, I think, I think Westland has been its own animal and, and it's been great to grow up with them and around them. But I think brands like Westward and Copperworks are doing something a bit different. They're both kind mm -hmm, of in a slightly mm -hmm. different wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm just I'm so impressed with with both those distilleries. West Westward is has captured my attention across a few bottlings. And I I think what you said earlier really plays out here. If we could turn back time, a la share, I think we're living in the moment right this second, which is let's watch American single malt mm -hmm. appear on this top twenty list. And as you Again, rightly said, settle down. It's the last episode wow, of the season. Holy cow. As you, as you rightly said, right? There's three Scotch single malts on here. It doesn't mean Scotch single malt has gone off a cliff. Mm. There are a number of American, you know, mixed region mm -hmm. bourbons and whiskeys on here, right? People are playing around with this much larger whiskey category there's only 20 spots. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. A, it's interesting where this list stands now. B, it's going to be interesting where this list goes as yeah. well. Yep. Yeah. So we're, we're closing in on the top four. The other, the other point I want to make as we're closing in on the top four here as well is you and I in the, in the next episode of One Nation Under Whiskey will reveal our own single cast nation preferred pick of the year a non-single cast nation whiskey pick of the year i'm sitting with a 20 bottle list right now mm -hmm. that i don't own drink consume yeah. any of these 20 and it's <laughs> i am thinking long and hard about what are my offerings when we come to to the reveal uh, in One Nation Under Whiskey. I, I've established mine. I, I discovered my non-SCN favorite whiskey a few months back. And, okay. And uh, I'm excited to share it. But but if I, if I hadn't discovered that one, I'd be in the same position as you. Like, <laughs> like this year, interestingly enough, has been a year of me paying far less attention to new releases coming out so this is me putting a pin in a conversation you and i are going to continue in one yes, nation under 100 yep our, the, our the, end the, of year review episode so yep. let's let's close this out number four is i'm just gonna say it it's also in the stephanie mcleod stable but it's not a single malt yeah i was just gonna say i wonder if it's one of her her doers blends 
That's exactly it. Exactly. Yeah. The number four position in this list, Dewar's 12-year-old, mm-hmm. 40% alcohol, $30 a bottle, pick it up on every shelf in the world. In the buying guide, this scored 94 points. Yeah. And then in the blind review, made it into the number four position. I have really liked the various Dewar's blends that Stephanie's put together. This one has not hit my radar, though. It's been the more, you know, odd cask finished, you know, older age statement, like there was that 27-year-old and and what have you. All right, this is official. That one's officially on my list because I love Stephanie <laughs> and the price is right. So there you go. $30, yeah, good right? grief. He's That's, crazy. Yeah. yeah, you can take a chance on that. The comment that I made a moment ago about American projects pooling bourbons pulling whiskeys from multiple mm. regions here we've got ourselves an indiana kentucky and tennessee project blending vatting mixture um from a, a very well-known independent bottler american independent bottler so when you say american independent bottler you would you would consider a company like High West or Smooth Ambler. Now, granted, they're both producing their own liquid, but that's how they started their brand, right? Are you saying so? This is this is a non-producing independent bottler in America, but it's it's a brand. Uh huh. It's a brand. Yeah, yeah. You, you know t- them. You know them very, very, very well. Uh, is it Barrel? Yeah, yeah, barrel bourbon. 100%. There you go. They're, yep. they're forever yep. popping up on lists like this. Forever seeing them yeah. in the number three position here, yeah. not a surprise at all. And this this release is Barrel Vantage. It scored ninety five points in the buying guide. Fifty seven point two two percent. Ninety dollar combination of Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee liquid. There you go. Yeah, it's listen. Barrel have been. A friend of the Jubilee early on, exactly, right, exactly, and uh, and they're they're good people. Joe Beatrice, uh, Will Shragus is a guy yep. somewhat local to me. Just lovely people making great whiskey. Um, that's number yeah, three or four. Three, yeah, Oof. three. That was great. Yeah, good on Doers that. twelve with Stephanie McLeod uh, was four. Right. Yep. Barrel with Joe and Will yeah. was number okay. three. Um, number two is someone we don't have any contact with, but mm-hmm. let me gird my loins here. All right. We're back in Ireland, Joshua. What is going on with Ireland all of a sudden? Let me let me just quickly scroll through this. One, two, three, four. It's the fourth Irish whiskey on this 20-item list. And Jason, only three Scotch whiskeys. Do you feel do you get your competitive Boots on technically, mm-hmm. technically, there's four Scotch whiskeys. Three of them are single malts. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're really oh, pulling right, the out the technicalities yeah, 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 here, right? Like, no, no, We're no, really no. pulling no. out the technicalities. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you a whopping, whopping great hint here. Uh, this is an Irish brand that I purchase and enjoy and tell people about and. Blah 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 blah, but it's a it's a kind of a special release from from this brand. 
So I, I, I know you like your red breast. Exactly correct, right? Whopping, whopping okay. great clue on that one. Can you think of a red breast special that you've seen this year? I know you're not hovering over the Irish whiskey shelves. No, but I do love red bread. Like their 15 year, I think, right. is remarkable. I think it's far better than the 12. And I know I'm in the minority there, but anyway. Well, the red breast cast strength is the real winner. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it as much as I love the regular 12 or the 15, Jason. So, so this, I'm not going to give you the name. This offering scored 96 points, bottled at 50.5%, and will cost you 95 US dollars mm. if you want to add it to the collection. Great ABV. Um, no, I, I, you'll have to put me out of my misery on this. The last special thing I can remember is their collaboration with Lustau, but that, that was a while back. Right. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, this is the Red Breast Kentucky Oak Edition. Coming in at number two on the list. Kentucky Oak Edition. What does that mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. Let me let me <laughs> let me click through and see if they wax lyrical. Oh gosh, there's a video. It, it, just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> oh, there. Yeah, there's only a video. There's no writing, and oh, so okay. there you go. It's it's a prestige thing. All right. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So that's, that's Red Breast. Okay, closing out, closing out. Mm -hmm. I could give you a million guesses. <laughs> and I would never, I wouldn't in a million years guess it. You, you wouldn't get number one position. I could limit your guessing capabilities to tell you it's a Tennessee product. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was Irish. Um <laughs> No, remember, remember, number two was our last venture into Ireland. Bringing them to four total. We're in Tennessee. Tennessee has appeared a fair few times on this list. Tennessee has yeah. done okay for itself, even in even some of these collaborations, you know. The Sweetens Cove, Tennessee Toasted Sugar Maplewood finished is Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, the Nelson Brothers, Indiana, Kentucky and Tennessee. The Barrel was Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee. That's I I really love Tennessee whiskey. I think Dickel is producing some phenomenal stuff. Um, so let me tell you, it's not from Dickel. Okay. Oh, wait a second. Is it Uncle Nearest? <laughs> it is not, but wouldn't that have been that something? That would have been cool, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right, with all the awards Victoria Butler has been... Mm -hmm. been receiving wouldn't that have been like the cherry on the top okay i will tell you though they do have a very significant connection to uncle nearest <laughs> yeah there you go so it's a jack daniels <laughs> it is a jack daniels product can you guess let me let me tell you it scored 97 points mm -hmm. in the buying guide okay it's bottled at 50 percent okay wink wink and it's $30 a bottle. And my guess is it's on every shelf in the land. Maybe not. Maybe not. Wow. What release? Give you a gigantic, gigantic hint. The clue is in the ABV. Well, it's, it's, it's their bottled and bond. Exactly. It's yeah. Jack Daniels bonded. Is their language for it? For you and me, it's Jack Daniels B.I.B., right? There you go. 
$30 for a Jack Daniels hitting number one whiskey of the year. You know, it's it's interesting. For years and years and years, I've kind of... I poo-pooed Jack Daniels because it, it really is. It's a, It can be a sweeter whiskey, and I, I don't have much mm-hmm. of a sweet tooth. However, I remember early on in the single cast nation days, I'll get, I'll frame it with the two year, two year old Catoctin Creek, the first Catoctin Creek that we released. I was down at whiskey obsession in Tampa and I was on a panel with, I want to say his name was Jeff Arnett. He was the master distiller at Jack Daniels at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we each presented a whiskey or maybe it was two whiskeys. And he presented the Frank Sinatra Jack Daniels release. And (laughs) man, if that wasn't just a belter of a whiskey, just really remarkable stuff. And then I started paying attention to their single casks. Mm -hmm. Always high ABV, just remarkable liquid, just solid, solid, solid every time. So the fact that they're doing a BIB, uh, 30 bucks a pop, like good on them. Like I, I, I like to see them get outside what their standard bottling does to to mm-hmm. highlight what they're really capable of. Yeah, no, agreed. And actually, just as I'm busy saying, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you'll find this on every shelf in the land. I am just curious, you know, <laughs> given our situation in Virginia here, uh, <laughs> Jack Daniels Bonded, classic. It's $36 <laughs> before tax, here in Virginia, and yeah, I'm looking at multiple stores here. Some stores across Virginia have 10 bottles, some have 12, some are as low as four <laughs> in their inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is everywhere, and you're going to find it cheap as chips. Um, but, okay, so you hadn't seen the list before. We've gone through the list. We've, we've stopped in a few pockets. I've pointed out the prevalence of Irish, Mm -hmm. the prevalence of Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, perhaps the dearth of scotch. Yeah. Maybe the, you know, one Japanese representation, but now here's the emergence of Indri within the Indian contingent. Mm -hmm. What's your general sense, feeling, response to this 20-bottle list? I, I do like how broad it is. It makes me wish I had paid much more attention this year to what was released because all I can say is, well, these these guys are the experts. They're paying attention to it. They've come up with a good list. But I wonder if I were paying attention, if I may disagree with some things a bit more, uh, <laughs> you know, or, or, or maybe or, or agreed, agreed, right? Yeah, or agreed, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would. Can I? Can I throw in something? Uh, let me. Let me just add one last thing. If I'm well, not, it's, mis- it's along the lines of what you just said. Okay, then. Is I let my whiskey advocate subscription lapse. All right. Be- because aside from from the articles that were coming in, mm-hmm. the whiskey information wasn't new to me. No, and and the time a published magazine came in, it felt a little recycled. Mm-hmm. In leaving social media, in not <laughs> traveling as much, as not being in stores or in bars, uh-huh. I 
Could you? We're not being paid to say this. I'm saying this 100% for free. I could potentially benefit from a Whiskey Advocate subscription for that buying guide. Oh, this came out this month or last month. Oh, this came out. Oh, that's interesting. Or maybe I will go search that out. I'm just being very honest here that it's... And it speaks to what you're saying as well about not quite paying as much attention to what came out in the whiskey world this year. And there's, there's that little bit of... You know, we're, we're so focused on our own company. You've got the additional Impex hat on. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be up on all of the releases and all of the information. It it reminds me of a story you've told, I'm, I'm sure, at least once on this podcast and surely uh, amongst groups of other people where, you know, early early days, you, you bumped into Simon Brooking in a bar and you wanted to discuss, and for those that don't know, right, Simon Simon Brooking is the uh, the Lafroy guy here in the U.S., the beam guy, really, but he's the face of Lafroy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you started having a discussion with him about all of these whiskeys, but he's the Lafroy guy. It doesn't make him Absolutely. a lesser whiskey nerd, but where is his focus? Mm-hmm. Right, and so we're running into the same things as as you exactly. had those years ago. Yeah, exactly. And and I was going to frame the exact same story on the next episode of One Nation Under Whiskey because that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> it's so weird to have, you know, single cask samples on my desk that are so connected to whiskeys that aren't released, not being released now, <laughs> might not end up being released. Like mm-hmm. that's where my focus is on the stuff that's actually hitting store shelves. Well, what's been another theme of, of 2022 that we'll cover in One Nation Under Whiskey is we're both pulling back on our, our purchasing. We're not bringing in every new bottle to give it a taste, to have an opinion on it. And so I, I thought this was... It was a, f- a fascinating list, and I, and I think it encapsulated 2022 in the whiskey world yeah. very nicely. Okay, so... <laughs> and our place within it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me let me ask you this, and, and I realize we're getting really close to our 35-minute mark here. Mm-hmm. Um, real close, real close. I appreciate you watching the clock. <laughs> given that we have pulled back on our purchases, and given that you said, you know maybe I would start subscribing to this again for reasons like this, a list that I may want to use to purchase from, given that you've pulled back, but given this list from these top 20, are there ones that you feel you might pull your wallet out for? Well, you already know your Hanukkah gift. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Right? I I bought that immediately. I I would definitely look at that Jack Daniels bottled mm-hmm. and bond. Mm-hmm. You know, again, like you were saying, it's a $30, right? Yeah. You, you can add a $30 bottle, even in Virginia, 36 before tax. Uh, you, you can add that bottle pretty, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Westward is somebody we're paying close attention to mm-hmm. uh, in, in working with them. And the injury, of course, you know, that, that was an intriguing interview. Yeah. Yep. And, and to see them land upon launch at number 17, really, even Pretty if I didn't remarkable. have, you know, your, your connection, the Inpex connection, like the fact that that landed at 17 in the first year, that, that's worth paying attention to. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So, so th- those are places, and that's what sixty dollars for the injury as well. Yeah. So yeah. sixty there, sixty five on the Kregeliki, thirty on the the Jack Daniels, one hundred on the Westward Cast Strength. It's the Cast Strength that has my attention. Yes. There. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, you know, a standard release on that. I'd be looking at the price closer, but cash strength, yeah, yeah, hundred. So there you go. That's that's kind of the honest answer to your question where I would spend my money. I know you mentioned the the thirty dollars on the doers twelve. The doers, yeah. Um, obviously, you're out there repping and and encouraging people to spend their money yeah. there, uh, and you believe in it. I know that much as well. Any others on that list that you think you might return to? Yeah, the the Jack Daniels for sure. I, <laughs> I you know, I I have my fair share of Jack Daniels single casts. I really learned to to see the beauty in their spirit, and the price is right, right, and the ABV is solid, so that's good. The Westward for sure. The Doers we mentioned. There was that two year old, which had those those interesting. Tasting mm. notes. Mm-hmm. The the James B. Beam Colonel. Yeah. James B. Beam two year old. Yeah. Eighty dollars. It's eighty dollars. I get that. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe I'd buy a a dram of that. Kind of like what was the other one where I said you know, well, you know what I I would do a dram of that. Maybe not a bottle, but I do a dram. I remember you saying it about the Colonel. Did you say it about another one? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it was just that one. <laughs> no, there was a hundred and sixty dollar bottle one. Oh, the Bardstown Bourbon Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collaborative yeah, series yeah. plantation rum barrel finish in, in position number fifteen. Hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, and then, and then the last thing that I would say is, I I'm interest I'm intrigued by the Red Breast, and mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what that Kentucky oak blah, blah, whatever mm-hmm. it is, means. Mm-hmm. Like Kentucky condition. Yep. If that's all just straight up fresh bourbon casks at 50.5% alcohol, I am 100% interested. If it's Kentucky new charred oak, I think I may be a little less interested. <laughs> so I don't know. So I want to do a little investigation on that one. All right. All right. Well, I'm sorry to say this, Joshua. We have finally reached 35 minutes. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Um, let, so let me say this. Dear listeners, please, 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 if, if you've been meaning to do it over the course of 2022 and you haven't done it, please drop us an email on One Nation Under Whiskey Year in Review episode. We're going to go over listener whiskeys of the year. Mm. And so just like we've spent a a good 35 minutes, a tight 35 minutes today <laughs> going over this top 20. Please send in your own. You can send that to questions at onenationunderwhiskey.com. You can also send it to info at singlecastnation.com if you so desire. But send it in. We want to get a sense of what are, what are our listeners drinking? Mm, what mm-hmm. are you telling your friends about? That's what we want to share in One Nation Under Whiskey. So please, 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 we're in the festive season. Consider it a gift. Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, New Year, winter solstice, whichever. Consider it a gift to Joshua and Jason that you would send in your opinions on on some whiskeys. You don't even have to write anything. Just send us a top three. Boom, boom, boom. We'll be good. Send us a top one. 
Really want to hear from you. Really want to get your opinions shared on One Nation Under Whiskey. Beauty. Beauty, beauty. Until January, Joshua, for Extra Extra, we will be out December 28 with with the final One Nation Under Whiskey of 2022 year in review. I will say to you, Joshua, in all sincerity and with love in my heart, peace to you, your family, our listeners, their families, and everybody suffering in Ukraine. Peace. Peace. Peace.